Hello, everybody. Welcome to, back to the Mad Max podcast. I'm here with Miguel, and we just got done seeing 1917. So to give everybody a little bit of synopsis, if you haven't heard of 1917, it's directed by Sam Mendes, just won Best Picture at the Golden Globes. Um, it is about two young British soldiers during the First World War uh, are given a mission. Um, they need to deliver a message deep into in- enemy territory that will stop 1,600 men and one of the br- uh, soldiers' brothers from walking straight into a deadly trap by the Germans. So, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'll fix that, but. Here's here's the thing um, with this type of movie. You, you walk in with pretty high expectations because it's Sam Mendes. It, it won Best Picture at the Golden Globes. So your expectations are pretty high. Um, I walked away very, very, very happy. You know, it, mm-hmm. this this is everything that I kind of wanted in a, a war film for a long, long time. Um, and it, it's hard to contextualize why, how much I like this movie without shitting on other movies. But one of your favorite movies in the last years was Dunkirk. You, you absolutely love Dunkirk. Uh, well, you really liked Dunkirk, right? I like Dunkirk, but I mean, it wasn't like... I didn't include it in my top movies of that year. Really? None of that? Oh, did you, was it included in your decade? No. I mean, that's what I'm referencing. So, okay. well, yeah. I just, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was entertaining. But my, my biggest problem with you movie, didn't, you didn't think it was. Entertaining. I didn't like it. My biggest problem so. with a movie like Dunkirk is that I think that Nolan was so interested in how creative he could tell a story, he forgot to, you know, do a good job with the story itself. And, and like a lot, of, the problem a lot of people had with that movie is that there was no time to have emotional attachment with anyone because it was all over the place with the narrative. Mm-hmm. This is different. I mean, this is, it does such a good job pulling you in to the story very, very quickly. And it, it, without being too contrived, it knows how to get you to give a shit about these poor kids that are pulled in this, this ridiculous situation. If people don't know um, the synopsis of the movie, I mean, you read the synopsis, but I mean, to sort of, Mm -hmm. to dumb it down, I mean, these two kids, neither of them look like they're past 20, are asked to take on this task of delivering a message you know, pretty far away to save about two or three battalions from getting slaughtered because they're walking into a trap and their prideful uh, colonel and captain don't know. Right. And, you know, when you hear that, you're like, well, why didn't they send more guys? Why didn't they send a whole platoon to deliver this important message? It Back then, literally in the year 1917, it would make sense. The, the captain and the colonel explain it. You know, it's when you travel lighter, you travel faster. Mm-hmm. You're going to draw a lot of attention to yourselves if you go with a huge battalion. So it's you two kids need to just get there as quick as possible without drawing attention to yourselves. Okay. Well, and I think the incentive was like, you know, who can we get? Who can we send that's going to get there faster? How about the guy that has a brother? Right. Talk about motivation. So that gave them the motivation. Um, and he was just told, hey, you know, pick somebody. And he, you know, picked the dude next to him. And they just got sent on this task. Uh, so basically, they have to go through no man's land, um, which is a, a big deal. Standoff for weeks, months. Um, where it's implied that it's months. The, the Germans and the um, the British uh, were at military, a standstill. They're at a standstill right now, and the Germans do this brilliant thing where they make the Brits think that they're on the run and they're in trouble. So they abandon their post that they had been fighting for forever randomly and of course that makes a a colonel 
uh, played by, I'm not going to say who yet, it's a really cool surprise at the end, believe that, oh, they're on the run. We got to go after them. This is what we've been waiting for. Oh, I guess, um, I mean, you you know the story of this anyways, uh, just because it's not, It is like, a part a major, of history. This, this, yeah, it's not, this a major, it's not a major plot point, but I want to keep this a non-spoiler review. We are going to keep it so, a non-spoiler review, um, but I mean, from the trailer, you know, the Colin Firth's character says that they're, they're, our boys are basically walking into a trap. 1,600 men are going to be slaughtered right. if we don't do something to stop it. I mean, it, <laughs> you want to talk about giving a responsibility. Well, on top of that, you're like you said, your brother's there. Yeah, so um, get there fast. Get there fast and survive. That that your mission is basically to survive. Right. If you survive, then they survive. And this movie is shot like one single shot. It's it's meant um, to feel like one continuous shot because it helps with the realism. And I just thought that was, oh God, it was done it was so done, beautifully. Yeah, well. it was done very well. You really couldn't tell the parts where they did do cutscenes and a lot of stuff. They, I mean, they try to do as few cutscenes as possible just I, in filming. I, totally. I remember one. I I know of at least two that I can pick up on. Um, yeah. But I mean, I went in knowing that it was shot like it was supposed to be a single shot. Um, narrative and so I was trying to pick up on those moments of when they could have um, yeah you almost look for it, it yeah but I mean I kept getting lost in the story and I was like oh shit I want to pay attention yeah so but I mean like there's a few moments where I you know saw it and I was like oh it's just done it's just done to, it's done so well um and the two main characters um so I like the the one that we were thinking of uh Dean Charles um who Chapman I th- who I thought looked like Joey King's brother actress We Joey actually King's. we are actually very well familiar with this with this uh actor Where do we know him from? From Game of Thrones. Who do you play in Game of Thrones? Tommen Lan- uh Lannister Oh, the kid! The yeah. one that jumps off the freaking ledge? Yes. Oh, he's grown up. Wow. He still yeah, looks like well, a I mean, kid. He's, he's grown up, but I don't remember him having them, you know, the big old blue eyes. And, I mean, he, they he, must have colored his hair for Game of Thrones, he, or he colored his hair for this movie. I don't know. But, I mean, he does look... He looks completely different. He looks yeah. like the kid... For, oh, well, he's not a kid anymore, but the lead singer from My Chemical Romance and Joey King mixed together. Yeah. That's what he looks like in this movie. It, um, it, yeah, I was like, I, I kept looking at his face. I was like, he looks so familiar, and I couldn't just place who is it. it. Yeah, yeah, and I he finally, does, whenever I looked it up, but um, the yeah, he does a magnificent job in this movie. And the other actor, uh, George McKay, he's he has forty one acting credits to his name. Like he's in the new Ophelia movie with Daisy Ridley. I'm assuming all the notches um, under his acting belt are mostly British films. Yes, mostly yeah. British films. <laughs> and so we don't know him here in the U.S. Yeah, and so that's why. Um, you know, I think this movie kind of flew under the radar a lot because, and like Sam has said, whenever he got Best Picture or Best Director uh, at the Golden Globes, is that you know this movie was really hard to market because you know whenever you're marketing a movie, you have these big name actors that are going with the movie um, for advertising, and you don't have that with this movie. So the movie is just being advertised on the story itself, and because they don't have big name actors to rely on. I mean, they do have big name actors in this movie, but they all kind of play general roles, and they're in this. They're in the movie for maybe less than a minute or two. Yeah. Um, the 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 actors that you know, once you see them, you're like, oh, oh, okay. I didn't. Know, so I didn't know so. you were yeah, here. I didn't yeah, know you were there. And so it it was. It's really hard to be like whatever because whenever you talk about a movie, you're like. Hey, let's go see um, that new Tom Cruise movie. Let's go see that new right. Benedict Cumberpatch movie. Da da da. And then it's 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 kind of hard to like, you know, 
do that with this film because but that's a good thing it it takes mm-hmm. it takes balls to make this type of big budget movie with the leads being people that we are not really familiar with i mean again if you're a game of if, even if you're a fan of game of thrones oh we didn't even recognize them i know yeah afterward. we didn't yeah we didn't recognize them at all so, yeah so, so but that's a good thing it shows about the integrity of the filmmakers that they were not going to do the hollywood thing and be completely dependent on star power no they wanted to have a really good smart story and they did it i, I want to cut around the bullshit this is one of my favorite movies of the last 10 years Oh, last ten years. This is one of my favorite movies of, wow. the, of the last ten years, and it's weird because it's well, we start we just started a new decade. Mm-hmm. Technically, came out in two thousand nineteen because it yeah. came out right before Christmas, I think. It came out on Christmas Day. It had a limited release on Christmas Day. Good, then I can and say it, it just, was that yeah. my last. It, this is one of my favorite movies of the of the last decade. I mean, yeah, it, is, it, it is. just it just had a wide release this past Friday. I think after winning, uh, well, no, it was it was announced before they won the Golden Globe. Yeah, which I mean, and we're. We're filming this on a Tuesday. We went and watched the movie on a Tuesday. And, you know, Tuesdays are the days that they get uh, discounted tickets because people don't go to movies on Tuesdays Yeah, very often. whenever we go on Tuesday, it's like a handful yeah. of people. Our theater was nearly full. Yeah, it was almost and it was, it was a it was the big theater at Alamo Draft House. I was surprised. I, I you know, it's one of those movies where you're you're so sad. I Me, mean, I left it so satisfied that you want to tell people about it, but you don't want to hype it up too much. You know, I feel comfortable hyping it up. I mean, I, I think that this was the acting. This movie was was beautiful. It didn't feel fake or contrived. The cinematography was freaking breathtaking. I cannot think of another war movie that looked like this. Oh, well, talk about breathtaking. Like I was telling Miguel whenever I was leaving the theater, I was. I was trying to catch my breath because there was like a lot of scenes in there that was so intense. Like I was, holding I, was, your breath. I was holding my breath and I didn't realize it. And I was like, oh my gosh. So yeah. like, I mean, it was, it was crazy. I was like, oh, I don't know. That it is was, the, the brilliance of, of, it was of intense. Sam Mendes's um, filmmaking. I mean, that he, he's so damn good between his work, his work, the actors and the cinematography of pulling you into this world they've created. Mm-hmm. Nothing feels like a set piece nothing feels like cgi i mean it feels like you are watching world war one um again and as what, it happened as it happened right. i mean the, the the realism of this movie um it's it's like nothing i've ever seen before in a war movie you know I, one of my favorite war movies of all time is saving private ryan but there's even aspects of that movie as much as i love and respect it i feel kind of hollywood you know mm-hmm. whether it's with the with the actors they chose or whether it's how they chose to direct it um, some of the dialogue feels a little Hollywood. This, I mean, it all felt real. It mm-hmm. felt like you believed the story of these two poor kids that were put on this obscene mission, right? Um, at a time in hell on earth. That's what World War One basically was, you know. But yeah, I mean, I just to, again to cut through so, the bullshit. This is, uh, this is full price for me. This is a four star movie. It's yeah. full price. If this movie wins the, um. Again, Oscar. we we got there's a couple movies we have to catch up on to, right. to have a the real fair opinion. Right now, if this movie wins Best Picture, I'm okay. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we um. Yeah, I would definitely say that this is this is definitely a full price. Um, I almost wish that we would we would have saw it in IMAX too. God, I'll, I'll rewatch um, it again in IMAX. I'll I'll be more than happy to. Do yeah, that. it this is really a movie that you need to experience in the theater and just be able to be completely immersed in the story that Sam Mendes is, uh, has created and wants you to experience. Cause it's one of those movies that you really need to experience it in a big, you know, in the a biggest big screen, screen possible. setting and, and not have, you know, like 
whenever you're watching a movie at home, you know, you could pause it or you have distractions going on. You know, you don't have to like turn your phone off or, you know, have people that are maybe in the background that don't feel like watching a movie. You really need to be in a theater watching this completely immersed in the story that's being told on screen and just have that intensity. Well, uninterrupted. I mean, I'll speak frankly, and usually this sounds superficial. Um, maybe this goes with all movies. Whenever you go see a movie, it's always good to go to like an Alamo draft house or one that's really, really particular about people not talking. Well, see, you say that, but the couple beside me were talking the whole time, which I don't know how I end up with these couples that talk the whole damn time. You should have said something because the Alamo draft house, that's part of the culture here. Is yeah, that I we, know. People but... shut up. You turn off your phone, you'll be asked to leave the theater. At other places like yeah, studio and their movie. phone went off during the movie too. Oh, God, freaking schmucks! But at at Studio Movie Grill, I mean, that's expected. There's always gonna be somebody being loud, joking, and obnoxious. But no, this is the embodiment of a movie where you need to go see it at a theater where the culture is to shut up, and no one's playing with their phone. Everyone's quiet, you know, because it, in order to enjoy this movie, um, for what it's meant to be and for what the filmmakers had in mind. Uh, and to respect the hard work that was put in it, yeah, watch it in the biggest screen possible in the theater where you know there's not going to be a lot of assholes just being, you know, obnoxious. Right. Definitely. Yeah, that's it for me. That's it for you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> nothing left to say. Nothing left. I mean, yeah, we kind of want, we wanted to keep this video short and sweet because, I mean, it's This just, is non-spoiler? Uh, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's a non-spoiler, but, I mean, we you really just need to experience this movie for yourself. Um, it's a great movie. One of our favorites of the year. Um, so glad we went and saw it. And, you know, it's unfortunate that we we couldn't wait to go see it until now because uh, we had other things lined up. But, you know, I'm so glad that we went and saw this whenever we did. Yeah. So, I'll see it again. I plan on seeing it again. I'll yeah. probably take a couple of our friends. Yeah. IMAX. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. That's our review of the movie 1917. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, if you see this movie, please let us know what you think in the comments. Um, let us know if we missed anything. Um, if there's anything additional that you want to add on the storytelling, the filmmaking, anything. Do you think it's going to win the Best uh, Picture Oscar? I mean, I honestly think it's going to win Best Director for sure. But Best Picture, yeah, maybe Cinephotography, but I don't know. I'm kind of... I'm on another fence on cinematography for another movie, but that's in a different podcast, different day. So thanks everybody for hanging out with us and we'll see you again next time. <laughs>